You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 118 with Anessa Chumley. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, welcome back to part two of the interview with Anessa. So we're going to just jump right into where we left off last week. Let's go to the show. We're going to just talk about food and and kind of like what you're talking about before um, with your other patients is helping us have a good relationship in regards to food, because I do know that people struggle with eating disorders and they have to be very careful. And then you also have people that are overweight and they all they do is think about food and they just don't know how to go about having that relationship with food. It's either kind of like what you're saying. It's like, this is good food. This is bad food. This is not fun food. This is fun food. I mean, it's just, it is hard to kind of change your mindset, especially when you have to lose weight. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that with like, how did you go about losing the weight? And then, and what, and then what would you tell, especially moms, you know, because they're around kids, the kids are eating carbs and all these other things. Right. And you're not, and you're trying to not limit them too much, but then you're also trying to watch what you're eating. And I feel like sometimes that just gets really challenging versus if you just lived by yourself and you could just make your food and only have your food in the house. I feel like that's a little bit easier because it's more isolated in the sense of isolated, meaning it's just your food. Like there's not other people's food coming in or you're not having anything about other things. So I would love for you to share kind of like how you lost the weight and then we'll jump into, um, and then did you have issues with, um, I can't remember, do you say that at the beginning that you did have issues with like how you thought about food as well? Is that part of um, how you were overweight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a chubby little kid and it, for some reason, whatever we were like in junior high kind of sticks with us the rest of our lives, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Um, and so I, I did kind of always, it was a struggle and I can remember at that age, even thinking, um, that I was bad if I ate something that I felt like I shouldn't have. And I kind of always had like this war. And back then it was, if it's absent of fat, then it must be good for you. Right. How oh yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yes. And, um, so there were some even destructing mental patterns for me. I can remember Amber actually ordering this like secret diet that I found in a magazine for young girls. Isn't oh that gosh, crazy? That is crazy. And because I wanted to get better at it, but I didn't realize that the path to getting better at it was started with how I think health starts in the head. So no matter how wonderful you eat, if you have negative self-talk, of course, you're not going to be a picture of health. And so the two were tied together for me and kind of like when we were just talking about media, um, I really had to cast off perfectionism one, cause it mm, doesn't exist. Right. And, and two, because it, you know, it kind of promotes this all or nothing way of thinking and personality and, um, just really unhealthy patterns in a lot of areas of life. So instead, I mean, I've learned by God's grace that everything is a process of growth. So when it came to media, it's like, I'm still making mistakes. I'm still, you know, trying to get better and better and better. And when it comes to health and how we handle food in our home, it's still a process of trying to get better. So if there's one first thing that I would say it helped me um, to do, and it's not even a food. The very first thing was to root 
every food in gratitude. Like you grow, you plant gratitude, you're going to grow good things. Mm. So no matter what, for some reason that really helped shift my perspective, no matter what is in front of me, if I'm grateful for it, it helps my perspective. And I think these days that's challenging because 150 years ago, think of everything they had to do even to get a meal on a table. Oh, for sure. You know, they have yes. plant, kill, clean, harvest, mm. everything that went into it and all the character building that came from food. Right. And these days we can, you know, after soccer, we drive oh, yeah. to fast food, <laughs> we can eat for five minutes. Yeah. Um, so I've really tried to kind of cultivate some um, some character growth around that. So when it comes specifically to weight loss, I think you asked weight loss and and being a mom. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also, so I'm, I'm I'm picturing the moms thinking, okay, so how do I root my food in gratitude, right? Especially as a mom. So if you can help us, like if you can kind of draw us a picture, right, of what that looks like, so then you know people can kind of walk away at least with those things because I could see how that might be like, well, how like I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm very curious what that actually looks like for you. Yeah, it is almost so small. It's the most powerful force of the habit. What I did in our kitchen, um, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen because the kids and I are developing recipes together. Mm. And I noticed as a mom, it was easy for me to get into uh, just kind of a chaotic pattern, having little ones and the kitchen could be a place of stress. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so because I, I, you know, we can all resonate with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be a place of gratitude. So what I did, and this sounds like a pie in the sky activity, but believe me, it works, is I um, wrote down three words that I wanted, that I wanted for me and my kids. If in 30 years later, someone asked them, what was it like to be in the kitchen with your mom or be around the dinner table with your mom? What would I want them to say? Mm. So I wrote those down as like a guiding kind of force for our kitchen. I love that. And, and, and what, at, what were your yeah, three words? Do you mind sharing? It, yeah, I know. I don't. Um, it gives kind of like an eagle. It Well, I know it gives us an eagle eye view, but what the three words really do, if you ponder those and yeah. come up with personal three, is sure. they give you like a compass Um, so my three at the time, they've changed since we first did this, but when I first wrote them, it was, um, it was a learning teamwork and I value. Mm. I wanted me, I wanted me and my kids to feel valued in the kitchen and around food. I love it. So anyway, so it's, it's been an interesting process and helped me remember to teach them where their food comes from. All those things have to do with being grateful for it. Um, How it got on my plate. What is it? What did God design it to do in my body? How does it work? All of those little elements. So would you say like when you were losing the weight though, like, is it that you just became more thankful for the food? And do you feel like that then helped you to not be making as many poor choices? Um, yeah, it was just kind of a starting place for me mm. to not see food as bad when, okay. when I, was, when I was younger, do you know what I mean? Yep. Like that black I and do. white perspective yep. of, oh no, I've eaten a X, Y, Z. I'm going to throw this whole diet out, which most of them shouldn't exist anyway. Yeah. And 
and um, be gentler with myself and more graceful. I would love to share, Amber, specific habits that I feel like if any one of your listeners are in yeah. the position where they you know, like to lose weight, I love focusing on the little things that maybe you could focus on one thing this week that will make a big impact that you can do with almost out without even thinking about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the first one, and this is going to sound so silly. We all know water is important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but people don't always hit their water, um, the, 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 um, the amount of water that they're supposed to be drinking though. Like it's very yeah. easy for people to not do that, even though it's easy to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I love where you're going with this. So go, go ahead. Well, that's so true. It's like for some of these things, it's like, okay, it's common sense, duh, right. but is yeah. it, is it common practice? Are you doing it? So that's my tip is to take your water bottle, put it in the bathroom the night before when you're going to bed in the morning, you walk into the, usually the first place we go is the bathroom Drink yep. that 16 ounces almost mm -hmm. immediately. And let me tell you, it will wake up every cell in your body. Yep. You're setting the foundation for your day. You're even like training your taste buds to want water, healthy, good for you <laughs> food and, yeah. and hydrating water. And it's funny how that one little, I call it a push goal. That one little thing is like a domino effect and it causes all these other, it gives you mental clarity. It causes all these other good things to happen in your day. So that's an example of a small habit. I love it. Big impact. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even say this. So I just use, I have a cup um, at my sink and I do eight ounces. So I'm breaking this down. I'm going to take Anessa's goal and even break it down half for you guys. If you feel like 16 is a lot, because I feel like even the eight ounces for me. And now I, I, you have me thinking, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should go a little bit more. But for you guys that are not doing anything, um, I find that even drinking the eight ounces and my husband started picking up this habit of mine and really found like it really does change like how you feel when you're drinking water in the morning and stuff like that. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Right. Um, yeah. So and and that is an easy that. thing to add to add into your day. And that's, you're starting off your day that way. So you can feel, you know, successful with what you're doing um, and not beating you, beating yourself up the moment you get up. You can be like, I drank my water, you know? Well, that's so true. I was something I love to say is win the morning and you've won the day. There's so much to be said for starting it off right. And, um, and that's one good way to do it. Yeah. I love it. So I know that you're big on, um, healthy thinking. So, you know, uh, the brain food and nourishing the mind. So can you expand a little bit on that for us and what that looks like? Sure. One specific when it comes to that, um, of course, that really made an impact on me when I was working with my extreme weight loss patients. It was as much mind work, if not more than body work. And um, one of the best things I think that we can do, I call this the sandwich theory, and it is to protect the hour after you wake up and the hour before you go to bed and not do any tech. Mm -hmm. And usually I used to do, um, the roll and scroll, you know how you wake up and then you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you roll over and then you've got your phone and you're like That's scrolling so through. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we, we all love our friends where Sometimes it puts us in a swamp of just other people's opinions and and then emails and or comparison, like comparison, yeah, like you're oh waking up goodness. just to comparing to somebody else. And you're like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. <laughs> right. And you haven't even gotten out of bed. <laughs> you're like, wow, <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Right. 
<laughs> right. Comparison is such a joy stealer. Yeah. So when I when I did this, and to be honest, Amber, I need to do it again. So you're helping me oh, good. commit. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad. New Year's goal, it. right? Not, New Year's goal, 2019. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So is to protect that morning hour and instead choose to um choose to think about who you're going to encourage that day. So mm. I like in the morning, I'm deciding I'm going to build castles with my words that day, not dig graves. And I'm going to pick one person in my head that I'm either going to, after that, after that hour's over, that I'm going to send an encouraging text to not make it a big deal. Because again, if you're a perfectionist, you're going to think, oh, I'll make them a card and I'll get out the stamp. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't do that. Just, just encourage them in a very small way. And it's amazing how thinking positively in the morning, again, like when the morning you've won the day, it really sets the stage for the rest of the day. You perpetuate what you do in the morning, right? Yeah. It's the most important hour. I love that. Well, you know what I was even thinking too, because again, have you run, um, have you read John Acuff's uh, book called Finish? No. Is it good? It is really good. And I did an episode about perfectionism uh, right before December. Um, And I kind of talked about his book and he's all about taking your goals and cutting them in half. So why I'm saying that is because when you're saying an hour, I could see people go, oh my gosh, that's a lot. I say, (laughs) start with 10 minutes. I mean, and build up, you know, I'm all, I'm all about, um, just kind of doing, you know, the slight edge, you know, and it's just, you know, a compound effect, right? So even even listening to you, people may be like, oh, I can't do an hour. So then they do nothing. And that was the whole thing of what I was talking about on the perfectionist um, episode is to just break it down. And But he talks about cutting the goals in half. So doing it 30 minutes or whatever and building up to it. Um, but I think the whole premise is Wonderful. So when you are going to bed, though, are you just like reading and stuff or are you doing reflecting or what what are you doing in that hour before bed? Yeah, before bed. So um, one of my favorite mentors, Brendan Bouchard, taught me Mm -hmm. to make that a time of reflection. And this is if I don't have like little ones hanging off my side. So this doesn't always get done. But when I, I, I try to ask myself a few questions before bed. And so one of which is how could I have lived today better? And that, that way it steers me away from criticizing myself too much. You know what I mean? If it's just like, okay, I learned a lesson from it. Even if I didn't live today, well, it was valuable because I learned something from it. Right. And, uh, and then I usually try to do some kind of reading of God's life-giving scripture before bed. Yep. And when I was little, my parents would always say Bible verses make the best pillows. And oh, so I love that. I know. <laughs> I know. So, so I try to like um pick out uh, a proverb, the proverb that actually matches the day of the month since there's 31 oh, right. proverbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I've um Actually, I'm amazed at how much that helps me. It's just, you know, sometimes, Amber, these little things, I love how you said like the slight edge because for a long time in my life, I was tempted to discredit them because they seem so little. I know. But really, (laughs) that, I mean, that's the deceiving aspect. They're so, they make such an impact because they are so little. When they build upon each other. That's the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? I obviously, I I think it's a, I say obviously because this is like a clear sign for me and and this will make sense in a minute. So my husband and I were watching Dave Ramsey on the computer, just watching different like episodes and stuff. Well, he was talking about Proverbs 31 and he said, 
you can read that in a month. And you just said that. And I was just like, wow, so clearly I'm supposed to be reading Proverbs. But he said he's been doing that for a long time. And so, and he feels like he has gotten, you know, more wisdom every time he reads it, even though it's the same, it's the same thing that you're reading, but you know, different part, different points in your life, even within a month is going to feel different than last month on the 7th of December or the 7th of January. And so just hearing him say that, and then you saying that, I'm just kind of like, okay, God, I get it. You want me to read Proverbs. <laughs> so it was just crazy. When you said that, I was kind of like, wow. Um, so I love that. That's perfect. And, 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 and again, it's something small that if anybody, if they, if you guys didn't do anything and you just read Proverbs, and that's not even going to be super long. So it's totally manageable. It's not like something that's just this huge thesis that you have to read before bed. And it's very doable. It's a small action that I really believe just adds up kind of like what we were talking about. Um, So those are those are great things. I love that. Um, I want to jump into... um, more of the eating. Um, I, I know that people are probably thinking, okay, so she lost this weight. She has, you know, this mindset around food. Um, but people do like the practical parts of things of like, okay, but what does she eat? So, um, so I'm curious if you can just walk us through like what a day looks like for you, because obviously you've been able to, um, to manage, um, a maintenance, right. Of weight. I mean, you may fluctuate, Somewhat, but overall, you've been able to maintain, correct? Yes, and um, and I use food not only because it, you know, of course, it tastes amazing, and we all love good food. But for the energy purposes, I want the yes. energy to still play and run with my kids and to live a high quality life for as long as right. I'm getting the opportunity. Um, so, some practical things I like. What would I eat on a daily basis? Is that what you mean? Yeah, because here's the thing. I think too, when people think about weight loss, I think it seems very daunting as well to think about maintenance. So it's always great for me to ask somebody that can maintain their weight pretty well. And also you have a good uh, mindset around food. So it's always, I feel like it's always great to ask somebody like, what do you eat? Because you have a good mindset around food. And you've maintained a weight loss. So um, I think that gives people like, wow, okay, so this girl can do it. Maybe I can do it. So I'm always curious, though, what do you eat in a day? Yes, that's a great question. So one of the, what some of the only meal prep I do is a Sunday night I prep a protein. So maybe it's a crock pot full of chicken, mm. or a lot of times I hard boil 10 eggs and then shell them and have them in the fridge. Yep. Um, or it could be batch cooked ground beef. And then what I, my perspective is I've prepped a protein. Now I pair it with plants throughout the week and protein for me, having it, I learned that for me, having it every few hours was just going to be key. I get hangry if I'm hungry and it's all down there. So that was, that was strategy that made a big difference. So usually in the morning I have a couple eggs and lately, it's been a piece of um, uh, Dave's Killer Bread toast. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I, so there, I just mentioned a carb. You know, yeah. I mean, I yeah. said the word. And but <laughs> eggs have this. Eggs have this. The yolk is golden nutrition. Oh it's yeah. Good for 
hair. I love eggs. For your hair, skin, nails, brain. It's got vitamin D, which we all need. Yes. Like, if you live in the northern part of the country, um, you need your vitamin D every day, and eggs are one of the only places you're going to get it. Um, and then it has all four fat-soluble vitamins. They're just amazing, uh, amazing little food. And um, then, because we homeschool, what I typically do for lunch is kind of different, but instead of, I use this principle I call the insight in mind principle. So instead of like stopping school and doing this big lunch, what I do is I make like our own personal veggie tray. Ooh. And it, what this is so silly, but I tell you, moms of toddlers will be like, I love oh, this idea. Yeah, Cause they love just <laughs> snacking. Yes. So I take like, yeah, I take a muffin tin and then in each compartment, like I'll put some cube cheese, some carrot sticks, some broccoli or cauliflower, celery sticks, um, peanut butter, uh, apple slices, banana slices, just, um, let's see, what else do I do? Oh, rolled turkey and ham. And we just, or maybe it's a ranch dip that we've made and we put that in the middle of the table and it's amazing how much more energy you have when you get in those veggies every day, those raw yeah. veggies. And it's such an easy way to do it because you know how over the holidays you put a veggie tray on a table yep. and people just, even if they're not hungry, it's like they just sit around. And they're eating it. And we'll snack on it because yeah. it's there in front of them. It's something to do. It's like, that's why people eat, you know, you think about um, nuts or something like at the at a bar, like if you're sitting at a bar, like, you know, people just like to kind of, it's that whole motion of like putting yeah. your hand to your mouth type thing. And so right. I have found that, um, that if you put vegetables, people just are like eating them right. mindlessly and, and those are good things to eat. So you might <laughs> yeah. as well put those well, in front of you. And that's right. And so when I do that, like for us at lunch, Healthy food tastes better when you're hungry. Let's be honest. Like, yes, <laughs> no one wants a baby carrot at the end of dinner. No, um, <laughs> but so those, so we kind of use those kind of things because you get all the good fats from the nut butter and the cheese, and then all the plants and the veggies, and and then we might have another snack before dinner, and then dinner. Um, let's see. Sometimes we will do like a skillet. A lot of times I do a baked. Um, a baked protein or the protein that I've prepped. And then yep. we almost, we almost always Amber do roasted vegetables. I love roasted vegetables. So they're so delicious. What is your favorite um, roasted vegetable? Oh, this is, this is going to sound so funny, but onions, if you haven't tried. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> so walk me through this for a second. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so what kind of onion are you talking about? Um, sweet onion is the perfect place to start. Okay. So you're just cutting them into rings. You could do that. Um, what do you do? The, I cut them. I cut them in half, and then I cut them almost like think about a rainbow. So I just yes. like slice the rainbow every half inch. Okay. 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 So and they're like top- kind of they're almost like a wedge rainbow. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. So I'll do that. Sprinkle them with salt. Maybe. Um, do you put I oil? Usually, I limit. Yes. Toss okay. them with some olive oil, yep. mm-hmm. and then into the oven at uh, four fifteen uh, or four. The I usually when I roast things, it's high, high high and dry, single layer, so they're not steaming yep. on top of each other yep. until they get caramelized and mm-hmm. you know some of those brown crispy edges. Oh yes, and yep. they're amazing, so good. Okay, so salt and pepper. Did you know no, no pepper? Salt and oil for yep. the onions. That's right. Mm. That's right. That's so good the, to know. 
Oh, the other thing that the second yeah. thing I love is roasted broccoli. And for that, I love broccoli. I'll use some grated garlic. And oh boy, mm. if you're trying to get your kids to eat broccoli, make it yeah. that way in the oven. Every, so I know you I'm use broccoli. grated garlic. Could you just do um, the minced garlic that you buy in a jar? Or do you really feel like you need to grate the garlic? Um, I, don't, I, have a, I have a garlic press. Is that similar? Oh, yeah. Sure. That's the same thing. So you could do that. Or instead of instead of doing the grated garlic in the jar, one, it's more expensive. Two, I don't think it tastes as good. I do garlic powder. Just Okay. So garlic powder, like if easy. you're in a pinch and you'll have time, go with that option. Um, garlic powder, salt, and oil. Is uh, yeah, that what you do? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I love um, doing the broccoli. And is there another one that you really just love to give us another... Uh, idea. Oh, good. I love Brussels sprouts. Oh yes, like Those roasting are, them. You think you mm-hmm. hate Brussels sprouts? Try them roasted. Yeah, they're so roasted. good. It's really good. So because we're keeping kids in mind, sweet yeah. potato fries or yes. or just potatoes, and don't peel them. Just cut them into fry shape. Oh. Do the same oh. thing. You okay. can even at the end toss them with Parmesan cheese, and yes, it is the really best good. fry swap. Yeah, you're making me so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea with, okay. So with the potatoes, you're cutting them, like say an Idaho potato, if you're not mm-hmm. even doing sweet potato, you're cutting them into skinny, like type uh, a thinner stick. Right. And then yeah. you're doing the olive oil. Are you, again, are you doing garlic? I usually put garlic powder on those. Mm-hmm. Oh, par- oh, okay. And then, and a salt, right? Yes. And then, at, and then when, when do you um put the Parmesan in? That wouldn't go on until you bring them out of the oven. So, Oh, and then toss it with it. Yes. I'll make my own version of like Italian fries, some oregano and Parmesan after they've come out of the oven. Okay. Yeah. That sounds delicious. So with you, okay. So you're homeschooling. Um, so it's a little bit different for moms that are, um, sending their kids to school cause we're almost at the end and I'm going to ask you, um, two more questions. Um, so the first one out of the two is, if you were sending your kids to school, would you try to be doing a little bit of a mock-up of what you're doing in the muffin pans, but just obviously smaller and, and, and kind of just making sure they have like those things that you were mentioning with the raw vegetable um, and stuff like that? Or does something stand out you do, uh, stand out differently that you would do if you were sending the food with them? Um, that's a great question. I would probably always try to put a raw veggie in there if you have it around yeah. And um, because it seems like, you know, kids love to dip. So that's like always a win. If yeah. you can get, put yeah. that on your side, cut something small mm-hmm. and um, put it in there to dip. I also will take tortillas and slice them almost like pizza wedges and then do yeah. the same thing and toast those. And my kids will use those as chips. They taste just oh, as good it. and they don't know any different. So I put those in their lunchbox too. But as long as you focus on one thing, if you can't do all that, who cares? Yeah. Do one yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, I always thing. try to give them um, a, a raw vegetable, even if it's cucumbers or something, um, just to try to do it. Um, so I, I just wanted to give moms some ideas for their kiddos that they're sending to school. Um, okay, oh, so we do more yeah. peanut butter and jelly than anybody. So, oh, good to know. I'm glad that you're being honest about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, okay, so um, now this wasn't my second question, but like with your kids, um, because they're home with you and all that, do you feel like they're not asking for? all the other types of foods. Like I, it's just like, I'm th- I think about like the moms that are like the kids want Oreos, the kids want all these things and they see it with other uh, kids lunches. So it's, it's harder to control what they're 
it's like you can give them certain foods, but then they're seeing everybody like eating these foods. So have you found that, um, you know, with, with your kids going to, um, friend's house or anything like that, like, how do you, do you restrict them on certain foods or do you have any advice for, um, us moms so that we're not being crazy. Right. But you're still, you're trying to help them make good decisions about the food, but you know, when they're small, that's kind of hard, uh-huh. it's harder to do. Um, so any, any tips for that? And, and then, and it doesn't have to be long, but I just thought I'd ask that before we get close to the end. Yes, sure. Well, first of all, I don't, I think that, um, homeschooling does not exempt me from that because that has been like the battle of my life, even in my own head, Interesting. since, my, since I am my little girl's 10. So I think when yeah. she was little, I thought, hey, I'm a dietitian. This will be easy. The Lord has humbled me because she, <laughs> she has her papa's taste buds and she could eat sweets oh. all day long. Wow. And be fine yeah. and, and continue to want them. Um, so it is, I'm amazed with kids, how hard it is. Cause I feel like I'm always yeah. saying no. And yeah. But if, but that's part of parenting, right? That's what yep. we're supposed to do. But I know it's got to be a process of teaching to give them self-control. So someday they can do it themselves. So something that I don't, of course, I don't have like the perfect advice for this, but um, teaching them that their body's a temple. And so mm-hmm. to take care of it, we're just going to do one dessert a day. So if you ate Oreos at school, that's great. That's your thing. Or um, mm. I know it might be different for each kid. Maybe your kid really likes chips. Say, okay, that's fine, but let's make sure we only have this amount because we need to take good care of our bodies. And then, and not make it so much of a big deal that they feel badly, but then also give them something to work for. Maybe put a, like a little fruit and veggie chart. I made a kid snack challenge that you can sign up for on my website. And one of the reasons I did it was this very reason to, um, to kind of help moms be, give them a little bit of tools in their case when it comes it. to nourishing their kids and some motivation and inspiration around it. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, no. And I think those are really realistic, you know, on what you're saying. It's not over the top and crazy. Um, so Anessa, we're almost at the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you, what are some fun breakfast ideas? So um, I have a, I have one of my girls loves eggs. That's not an issue. I can get her to eat the eggs and this is amazing. My other one, she hates the smell. It's like hard to even get her into the kitchen because she's just like, oh my goodness, the smell. Now we have been able to get her to start eating them a little bit with cheese, but it's still not her favorite thing. So then I'm always kind of worried that she's not getting enough she eats hummus and stuff like that. So she gets fat, but like just the protein, like especially as starting off in the day. Um, so I don't know if you have any good tips to hide the eggs better and give her something <laughs> different or I, I don't know. Right. I, I'm all yours. I'm just, I'm just okay. curious because I'm banging my head on this one. <laughs> all right. I completely understand. Breakfast has been my thing because I didn't grow up eating it and it is mm. one of the keys to a healthy relationship with food. Um, So here's a couple of ideas for you. One, I just finished filming a freezable breakfast series. So in our freezer, we usually have three breakfasts on hand that are, that we can take out and either microwave or just warm up really quickly. One of our favorites is this muffin and it's made with oats. There's no other flour in it. It's just oats, Greek yogurt, eggs, um, Oh goodness. I'll have to send you the link to the recipe Yes, and it's on my website, but, um, and then there's dark chocolate chips in it, 
But oh, nice. it's so nourishing. I mean, oats, Greek yogurt, and eggs. And I think it's sweetened with maybe the littlest bit of honey. If not, use a sweet banana. And Ooh. you can, after you cook those, let them cool, put them in a zip-top bag, freeze them, and your little girl can have a breakfast that's super nourishing and is going to stick with her because of those really hearty oats that give her fiber and that protein from the Greek yogurt. So it's one that you could feel good about. Like she's getting what she needs and it tastes great. I love it. No, I think that's a great idea. So um, when, when I, as this is the next question, I'm going to ask, where can everybody find you, um, social media, your website, and especially um, those ideas that you were just talking about? Where can we find all of that? Sure. My website is anessard.com. And then I tend to do a lot of um, Facebook lives and just videos and stuff on um, my Facebook. And that is Anessa Chumbly RD. And then on Instagram, it's at Anessa RD and as well as Pinterest. So I would love to connect with you on any one of those. And if you're interested in the snack, the kid snack challenge, there's 12 free recipes and grocery lists, and you can just click the button that's on my website and you'll see that right when you log on and you get those recipes for free. Awesome. Now, uh, pronounce your last name again. Yeah. For it's everybody. Ch- sure. It's Chumbly. It's C-H-U-M-B-L-E-Y. All right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I knew people might not be able to catch that when you were saying, so I just want everybody to be able to find you. Also, that's going to be in the show notes, you guys. So if you can't remember that, maybe you're driving or walking or whatever, just go look in the mom inspired, um, show show notes. And, um, I will have all that information for you, Anessa, this has been so fun. And, um, I could have just kept talking to you forever and it would just have been a month's worth of show. Um, so likewise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. Thank you for what you offer everyone, too. We all appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed Anessa's interview, part two. If you missed part one, make sure you go back and listen to that. That would be episode 117. On a whole different note, I wanted to share with you guys something that I've been thinking about in regards to travel. So what I find with couples, especially with husbands, that wives are really wanting husbands to think of these amazing trips, especially maybe when it comes to a birthday trip or an anniversary trip. And the guy just kind of doesn't know what to do. So I was thinking to myself, you know what? I've been there. I've been in that spot. I'm the planner in the family. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be so cool if you could have somebody that could come alongside and help plan an amazing trip? And it could be a surprise to yourself. So this is where I come into play, you guys. So what you would need to do, if you have a big birthday coming up, or if you have a big anniversary and you want to be surprised, then let me do the work. So I would come alongside of your husband and he would give me some ideas and we would come up with the most amazing trip for you. So if this sounds like anything that you would like to talk about, then make sure you reach out to me. And then that way you can connect me with your husband via email and we can start brainstorming today where you guys might want to go. So if you follow me on Instagram, Amber Sandberg, you can message me. If you follow me on Facebook at Mom Inspired Living, you can message me there. Or you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com and you can just subject it travel. And so anyway, so it's just an idea for you guys, okay? It doesn't, this doesn't have to be the only thing. If you want to not have a trip that's a surprise, that's totally fine too. Or if you want to do a family vacation, I'm all about it. But I was just thinking that there might be a need for this. And 
Anessa said on her first episode that you need to figure out what kind of need there is and fulfill it. And I just think that so many women would just love if their husband planned the most amazing trip ever and they can use my help. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. 